Hello and welcome to Money Under Your Mattress. This is a podcast where I chat with freelancers, business owners and self-employed people on the realities of running their businesses. My wonderful guests share their honest experiences, the highs and lows and any advice they've picked up along the way. I hope the conversations give you some useful tips and that you enjoy listening. Today, I'm joined by Lee Denning, a self-employed plasterer based in the West Country. Hi, Lee. Thanks for joining. Hi, Jess. Thank you for having me on. You're very welcome. So today, we're not talking about skimming walls or anything of that nature. <laughs> yeah. Although I'm sure you'd be far you'd be far better informed in that area than me. Um, that's for sure. So you've agreed to come on and talk to us about all aspects of self-employment, talking about sort of your highs and lows, because I believe you've always been self-employed. Well. That's strictly not true. After thinking about it, there is, um, I was employed for a couple of years, um, but we can talk about that. Okay, that sounds like a good start. So why don't you tell us a bit about how you how you came to be self-employed, a bit about what you do and perhaps why you love working for yourself? Okay, so um, the reason I became self-employed was because I ended up working for a company for a couple of years and everyone at the company wasn't happy because they all dreamed of going self-employed. And I got to the point where I realized that I would only earn a certain amount there and I would always be there. And, you know, you always think, you always listen to other people about going self-employed in that. And, um, yeah, I just I just thought I'm going to go for it. So I, I went self-employed. And um, I found someone nearby me that would take me on as an apprentice plasterer, but I had to go on self-employed. So that already started the ball rolling. And um, I was with them for a couple of years, self-employed apprentice plasterer. And then I left, went traveling for a year, came home, and then he had taken someone else on. So I was out on my own then. I just had to go out on my own self-employed. Okay. And you you sort of touched on how um people were dreaming of being self-employed how does the dream compare to the reality what's what's great about it and perhaps what's a bit of a challenge i mean what's great about it is is the flexibility of picking and choosing who you work with who you work for um taking a day off when you want to going on longer holidays than what you would normally go on um The lows are when you first start out, you don't get every job that you quote for. Um, So that is a bit challenging at first. But, you know, as time goes on, you do win more jobs and that that gets better, you know. And from your experience, for someone starting out and it could be in your industry or doing something different, how do you get into a position where you are getting more of the jobs that you quote for? Is there a skill to that? Does it come with volume? From your experience, how does that happen? Well, you obviously, you need to be doing a good job and then you get referred, but you you get better at quoting and just, you know, the way you carry yourself and the way, you know, you explain yourself and what you do and you just, you can just tell that someone knows what you're talking about and then, because you have to win their approval and then as soon as you do the job, they see what you can do and they're really happy and they refer you on to the next person okay yeah and 
And you mentioned before that sort of word of mouth and referrals is is key. Yeah. How do, sort of if you go back to sort of one of your earlier opportunities and sort of a job that come in, how do you then keep in touch with those those customers to then get referral work in the future, or how does that work th- play through in practice? So yeah, so years ago I got the opportunity to work on a project, and the guy was building a fish and chip shop, and he, it was his dream to have a fish and chip shop on his farm. And um, I went and looked at the job and explained to him what I would do, what he wanted. And yeah, he just basically shook my hand and looked at me in the eyes. I was about 22 and he just said, what we're after here is a really good job. So yeah, I was there for a long time working for him and um, finished the job. And then he lives in my local area and I just popped by one day just to see how he was getting on and uh, he was like I've got another job for you and then we went on to another project you know and and so on we've been doing this for years you know he might just message me just say how how's everything going I think I've got something coming up in the pipeline and I'll take a look at it and and that's how it goes really yeah okay and it's good so then it's about you just making sure your your face is there so that when the next job comes along they think of you and you're the first person you they contact Okay. Yes. So um, at the moment, you're working for yourself. Have you got people working with you? How does that all work? So I've got a guy that works with me. He's a subcontractor and I've trained him. Um, He's self-employed. And um, yeah, basically he stays with me pretty much all of the year, but he also goes off and does a few of his own jobs. And um, yeah, we make a good team. We work together. We get on well. And um yeah, that's pretty much how it works. And have you ever thought about sort of taking on more people or, or sort of growing the business from the people side of things? I have, yeah. I mean, I did uh, eventually, you know, I was winning loads of jobs and um, my reputation was getting bigger and better. And I thought to myself, the only way I can keep up with the work is take more people on. So I did that and I grew my business to about five people. And uh, at the time I thought it was great. We were getting all the work done. But then sometimes I was leaving these people to do the jobs and I wasn't there. And then the customers were phoning me and saying that they weren't happy okay. with the work that was done. All the guys were leaving early. And yeah, so then I, uh, and then all the, the money was going out, all the wages were going out. And the money wasn't coming in quick enough. And I just thought, this is not good. I'm not actually. So I decided to scale my business back just to me and the, the other guy that I've got now. And I, I trust him and his work is good. And so now you've got sort of an, the right level. So it's the two of you, you've got enough jobs coming in that you can handle, but you've got oversight of it. It's yeah. under your name, your brand, so you can maintain that reputation. Exactly. That's just the right recipe and it works, you know, and... um we pick and choose what we do. We pick and choose who we work for. We're, we're lucky to be in that position, you know? Yeah, I can appreciate that. And so sticking on this theme of people, let's talk a bit about, sort of, and you've mentioned and you speak quite fondly of um, the, the person you've got working with you. Yeah. How do you keep hold of um, your subcontractor? So you've trained them. How do you keep hold of them? I actually asked him why he stays with me. And um, he's been with me about nine years and, you know, every year I put his money up and I said, why do you stay with me? And, and like, I like to believe that I pay him well. And he said, you pay me well and you always pay me on time. So I think the biggest thing is you should pay 
you know, it, it, the way I look at it is he is the best tool in my toolbox. So yeah, I nice. look after him you know, and I pay him. As soon as he puts an invoice in, I pay him. Okay. Yeah, that's good. And and actually, linked to this, what about dealing with people on the other side? So sort of your customers and um, invoicing and getting paid from that side. How does that all work in practice? And are there any tools or is there anything you use to help you get keep on top of your invoicing and chasing and I mean I'm assuming here perhaps incorrectly that not everyone pays on time but you might tell me actually you've got the best group of customers and everyone pays you know ahead of time so what do you think on in that space I mean so I we use Xero so um we invoice them on that and I put on my invoice seven days but that's that's just what I aim for. And then after the seven days, if they haven't paid, then I just contact them, make sure they're happy with everything, send them a reminder. And yeah, that's how I stay on top of that, you know, and the same, same with quotes. It it does the quoting as well. So then you've, and presumably then you've got all of that in one place. So when it comes to doing tax returns and things like that and and knowing where you're at financially, that helps with that side of things. It does. Yeah. It's just, it just, it makes things so much easier now with, with something like that, you know, whereas years ago you were writing it all down in a book, trying to keep tabs of ingoings, outgoings and who's paid you and who hasn't, you know? Yeah. Whereas now you've got that, that one piece of truth. We touched on it a little bit before, um, when I spoke to you, um, last week, but what about sort of other sides of it around most of your leads and customers are coming through word of mouth anything you do on social media or any, any help you get in that space with doing a bit of advertising? Yeah, exactly that. I mean, um, I don't have my work vehicle um, sign written anymore, but one thing I do use is um, Instagram, so which is really good. So with a business profile on there, we update stories of progress of work, you know, befores, afters, and that works really well. And is that something you manage yourself? No, it's not. Um, if I'm honest, it's my wife that does that. Okay, so we'll give her a shout out for the bit she's doing on that side. But so you pro- do you provide the content and then she turns it into I do, yeah. the posts and the, and the content? Okay. I do, yeah. But that's always a hard part as well, I think. When you're doing the doing, it's hard to remember to actually take photos, take videos, so then you can use it on social media. So the fact that you're actually rem- remembering to do it and then get it across to your wife to then create the post is much further ahead than than lots of us are with the stuff we need to be doing. So, yeah. And also interesting to hear that that's working and Instagram is an area where you're picking up customers. Yeah, I mean, it's very, it is is very useful. And, you know, people can contact you through that. You know, they can ask questions that, they wouldn't they wouldn't feel like you know they could pick the phone up years ago they can they can ask a question on a picture of you know and you can give them an explanation and it's it's great yeah it's good and so that's sort of a bit of around how the business has evolved in terms of the software you're using for invoicing and quotes and and sort of how um, instagram can help you with generating sort of new opportunities and customers from a business perspective, how are things changing? And sort of when you think ahead, what's next for your business? I think things are changing, I mean, with the materials and stuff. But so we're invested in machines now, so it's less labor intensive. We've got a couple now and we're looking to buy a few more. But as a whole, I'm looking to just keep it the same. Just me and just me and my friend that work together and um, just look after our clients that we've got and, you know, take on new ones that are that are good clients, you know, good payers and look after us like we look after them. And 
um, I think we touched a little bit on advice earlier on, but if someone is currently employed and looking to go self-employed, or even if someone's actually perhaps been self-employed for a while and is looking to do what you tried previously in, in growing out growing out the business, what advice would you share for, for people in that position? I think if you were looking to go self-employed, providing that, you know, maybe you're in a relationship with someone and they've got a full-time job so you can actually take the risk and go. I think I think you should go for it, you know, because no matter what, you can always go back and be employed. You might have lost your job that you had originally, but you can always go back and be employed. There's always employment. So I think you should go for it. You know, if you if you're thinking it, you only regret it for the rest of your life. And I think you should just go for it and believe in yourself. What was the other question? Sorry. And then the other part to that is, um, so you said that you you tried scaling up the business. It didn't work for you. Yeah. Is there any um, learning from that? Is there any tip? Are there any tips or guidance you give in that space if someone was thinking, actually, I'm going to give it a go and I'm going to get a few more contractors working with me? Anything that you would advise? I think definitely have more money in the bank so that you've got it there to float the business because a lot you're going to lose a lot of money in wages. Um, I just think um, just find the right people. Like, don't rush into getting loads of just random people who tell you they can do something when they can't. You need to see what they can do. I think that's the best bit of advice, really. Yeah, that's key. Um, yeah, that sounds good. And lastly, before I let you go, I'm going to ask you a question about um, sort of how you would represent your business in the form of a song or perhaps a film. So, if you had to soundtrack your business to a song, what would you say and why? Um, so the song that would represent my business is a is a drum and bass song called Fired Up. And it's just because it's positive, it's full of energy and yeah, just it's happy, you know. That's that's what I think of my business. And you're having a good time. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. Okay, that's been that's been super. Thank you for just being really um honest with us and sharing it from from your experience and and your perspective that's i'm sure lots of insights in there for people who are in a similar space or thinking about going self-employed so thank you for the honesty and thank you for taking the time to join me thank you so i hope everyone who's um listening has enjoyed this one and if you did please do subscribe or tell your friends about the podcast um really helps to get people talking about self-employment and growing the community and then um yeah listen out for our next episode which should be out in a week or so thanks very much